Today in business from Wired. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in business from Wired. The pandemic drives co-founders to couples therapy. Startups are like relationships. At least, that's what some Silicon Valley therapists are pitching. By Ariel Pardis. Before they were co-founders, Chris Chaisung-Guantham and Ryan Dam were friends. Then in 2016, they started Visby, a holographic imaging company. You talk about getting into business with somebody that you get along with, but there's nothing that you do with your friends that is as intense as starting a company, says Chaisung-Guantham. It's in many ways like having a child. Chai Sangwantham, who has already had a child, was not prepared for the commitment he'd made. He and Dam had trouble navigating decisions when they disagreed. After a difficult day, Dam liked to commiserate. Chai Sangwantham preferred to be left alone. After a few years, the hurt feelings had compounded to make their working relationship untenable. Chai Sangwantham remembered an article he'd read about co-founders going to therapy, like troubled couples. I remember thinking, that's the most Silicon Valley thing ever, he says. But what did they have to lose? The two booked an appointment. Co-founder therapy belongs to a long tradition of self-betterment in Silicon Valley, alongside mindfulness meditation and intermittent fasting. But it has rapidly become more mainstream after a stressful pandemic year, which drove many more founders into therapy sessions. Laura Casper, a psychologist in San Francisco, noticed a significant uptick in co-founder clients during the pandemic, when external stressors made startup life even more intense. The majority were in crisis, she says. Communication issues magnified when conversations were limited to email and Zoom. Power struggles, one of the most common problems among founding teams, were exacerbated by an onslaught of new business decisions, like whether to pivot, Reed Hoffman has likened running a startup to throwing yourself off a cliff and assembling an airplane on the way down. Elon Musk has compared it to eating glass. But many founders still underestimate the challenges that come from working alongside another person day in and day out, with a kind of intimacy often reserved for marriages. Noam Wasserman, who spoke to thousands of founders when writing his 2012 book, The Founder's Dilemma, estimated at the time that 65% of startups fail because of co-founder conflict. Those conflicts only intensified under the stresses of last year's lockdowns. If there was anger and resentment that wasn't being addressed, that really started to show up more intensely, says Matthew Jones, a psychologist and creator of the co-founder clarity coaching method. 
I saw several partnerships that, in different circumstances, may have been able to last a bit longer. Much like the rash of pandemic breakups, Jones says, the pandemic didn't cause conflicts between co-founders so much as bring existing ones to the surface. Since colleagues are generally less likely to talk about their feelings than couples, those tensions drove a number of exacerbated clients into his virtual office. Jones charges a $2,000 monthly retainer to help his co-founder clients leverage self-awareness in their decision-making. While the work is distinct from executive coaching or couples therapy, he brings a similar emphasis on trust-building and communication. Most business-related disagreements are actually due to unaddressed emotional difficulties, he says. I teach co-founders the art of navigating conflict by slowing down and really listening to each other in a way that helps one another feel heard and understood. It can feel a little woo-woo, but some swear by it. One startup founder told me that simple exercises like repeating back what his co-founder had said to him before responding had likely saved his business relationship. If you think about startup culture, there's a premium on speed, he said. This is getting us to slow down deliberately. As helpful as his sessions were, he wasn't sure the startup community would look favorably upon those practices. He and his co-founder spoke to me on the condition of anonymity because they are raising their Series B and don't want to alienate investors. Going to therapy, the co-founder told me, suggests there's a problem. Indeed, Casper says her clients are almost always in crisis mode by the time they seek her out. People wait until they're already bad, she says. Co-founders typically come to me with one question on their mind, should I stay or should I go? Jones says it's normal for founders to regret choosing their co-founder in moments of distress, but she says coaching can help redirect some of the anguish away from each other. The fantasy of choosing a different partner is a symbolic desire for relief, not a sign the partnership is doomed. Other services seek to meet founders before they're at each other's throats. Eric Friedman, a former founder and investor, developed a tool last year called Tapestry to guide co-founders through their individual strengths, weaknesses, and reasons for creating a company together. In investors speak, it's about exits, says Friedman, but founders usually have different guiding lights. Is this a stepping stone to, like, do something else? Is this your life's work? For $200, founders can access Friedman's template to explore their startup superpowers, their strategies for managing conflict, and their expectations for the future, including the likely scenario that their venture will fail. Some people have said, I don't want to do trust falls in the forest. I want to grind away and build something, he says. But you spend all day every day with your co-founder. Wouldn't you like to know how they like to process a problem? Of course, trust falls in therapy cannot solve many of the existential problems startups face. One founder, who asked to remain anonymous, told me that counseling failed to address what he saw as the real problems in his startup, including a lack of funding and poor market fit. He believed that the startup's bank account, not his communication style, was in need of immediate attention. Casper says her role is not to solve business problems, but relationship ones. I can help them de-escalate, listen to each other, and make a good decision about whether they should move forward as partners or not, she says. I'm their relationship advisor, not their business advisor. For Chai Sangwantham and Dam, nearly a year of co-founder therapy revealed that they had different expectations for the company and for their relationship. Chai Sangwantham felt that the sessions provided a space where we could believe we were being heard by each other in good faith. Dam, on the other hand, didn't feel like he accomplished much. In hindsight, he says, I don't feel co-founder coaching was a good use of my time and money, 
and I would not do it again. In the end, they split up. Damn left the company at the end of 2020. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.